Here's what's cooking on today's edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking EKU baseball with head coach Chris Prothrow and catcher Will King. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets it a pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Located just across the street from campus, Mad Mushroom Pizza has been serving Colonel since 2016. Home of the original cheese sticks, Mad Mushroom has everything you possibly need for a dinner or lunch, and you can go inside and have a seat, uh, get yourself a drink and something great to eat, enjoy time with family or friends, or you can order to go as well online or by phone, uh, delivery of course also. And with this weekend's baseball lineup at EKU, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, what better time to order a Mad Mushroom pizza? And uh, before the game, go go sit down, enjoy dinner there at Mad Mushroom, then go across the street, catch the EKU baseball game as well. Mad Mushroom, uh, you can order online, madmushroom.com. Use the code SPORTS5, S-P-O-R-T-S, the number five, uh, to get uh, 10% off your purchase, or excuse me, five, $5 off your order of $20 or more. Uh, or you can just mention the sports stove podcast when ordering. Uh, if you're calling or ordering in person, you get that same discount, $5 off your order of $20 or more. Uh, Mad Mushroom, their slogan is feed your head and we're feeding your EKU baseball fix today. Uh, we sure appreciate you tuning in and i uh, got a great, great two interviews for you with Chris Prothrow and Will King uh, giving lots of insight. Uh, we get we get kind of broad with Coach Prothrow towards the end of the interview, especially uh, we talk about transfer portal and he uh, gives some really interesting thoughts on that. And then a really fun conversation with Will uh, as well. We talk about what he's learned from uh, his old buddy, Will Bryan, uh, as well. So uh, you're going to enjoy these these uh, interviews. At least I enjoyed them, and I hope that you do too. Uh, Friday, if you're listening to this on the day that we drop the episode, Friday night I'll be at the EKU baseball game, sitting in the stands. Come over and say hi if you're there and you listen to the show. We always like to meet people uh, who listen to the program. So hope that you'll say hi if you're there Friday evening as well. Uh, with that being said, let's get to the interviews. We're going to start off with Coach Prothrow, and uh, we're going to get you that conversation right after a quick word from our sponsors, Mad Mushroom Pizza. Mad Mushroom Pizza is now a proud sponsor of the Sports Stove Podcast. Mad Mushroom, home of the original cheese sticks. Proudly serving EKU's campus, Mad Mushroom offers Colonel's amazing pizza, cheese sticks, wings, grinders, and so much more. Next time you visit, tell them the Sports Stove sent you and you get $5 off any order over $20. Or visit online, madmushroom.com. And when you order, enter the code SPORTS5, SPORTS5, and you'll get that $5 off any order over $20. Mad Mushroom, feed your head. <clears throat> All right, joining the show uh, again, Coach Chris Prothrow from EKU Baseball. Coach, uh, always always enjoy having you on. Uh, I want to start positive. 
so give me give me the positive so far this year. What is the uh, what what are you really proud of of your team so far? We talked to the team about this today, and it has been quite apparent over the course of the whole season. We've got a, certainly we've got a bunch of guys who've been with us over the course of the last couple of years that this is just reaffirmed kind of what you think about those guys over the last couple of years is that there's zero, zero quit in this program and in this team. And it, and and when I say in the program, it's because of the players, the student athletes that are in it. Those are the ones that are responsible for making a program that is like that, is that, you know, there has been some, again, you and I have talked about this before, tough times on a baseball field and to call it adversity almost sometimes is, is ridiculous because it's not real. It's just a baseball game, right? Uh, but this certainly hasn't gone the way we expected it through the first half of the season, and there's been some tough times associated with that. And I do think there's uh, there's people or programs or teams out there that at what we've been through, they would fold up the tents and just kind of go home, pack it in, and, and start looking at next year. And our student-athletes, our players, and then the coaches on our staff, they have not done that uh, for one second, which is why I think you've seen us play better over the last two to three weeks. We certainly still to this point have not played like we we're capable of, I, I feel like, which hopefully means it's just a matter of time before that happens and that, that it's still coming. Um, but there, there's no quit in, in this group and this bunch of players, and I'm proud to be their coach because of it. You know, and the reason why I say you start off positive is simply because I know coaches tend to – uh, I don't know, not everybody, but coaches typically look at the what we need to do better more often than they do the other things. But I know the season hasn't gone as you'd hoped it gone up to this point. But like you said, uh, what, three and three, I think the last six games, uh, eight and seven at home. And uh, the road has been a struggle. What is is there something behind the, the road struggles or has it just been the way everything's gone? The only thing that I think that would be behind it is the fact that, you know, the teams that we have played on the road, or have been talented teams that have good programs that are working at it, recruiting and coaching and, and developing players and have nice facilities. And, you know, kind of the list goes on. These, these are winning programs that expect to have success. Um, and then, you know, baseball's hard, you know, and, um, you know, I, I will without or trying to prevent myself from taking any kind of credit away from the teams that we have played on the road. I'll say we have not played as well as we're capable of, especially on the road. Uh, but I don't think anyone sits here comfortable with an eight and seven record at home. I, I know I don't sit here comfortable with a six, eight and seven record at home. Um, I think we went twenty two and six last year at home, and we didn't have a great year my first year here, but we had a uh, we had a good record at home. And so we just we just have not played up to our capabilities. We haven't played well at times. We haven't played well defensively at times. We have we have struggled offensively at times, and we've struggled on the mound at times. What has been good to see is that there are times when we've played well offensively. There's been times when we've played well defensively, and there are times that we've pitched it uh, at a very high level. And so it's, we're certainly capable at any time with this group of guys and with what they're made of, we're certainly capable of doing all three well at the same time and for an extended period of time. And for me, with this group of guys, the way they work at it, it's just a matter of time before that happens. You guys get a fun series uh, this weekend at home and uh, gets a team that, if I read correctly, has, you guys have never played, uh, Florida Gulf Coast. And, uh, you know, or is this just the first time this year? I don't remember. I think it's, you've never played them. Probably first time in program history. That's correct. Okay. Yeah, and they're number 15 uh, ranked right now. 
But they come into Earl Combs Stadium on Earl Combs Day, uh, Friday uh, evening, Friday evening at 6, and then Saturday at 6, Sunday at 11. And there's promotions each day of these uh, these games. Uh, Florida Gulf Coast is a pretty solid team. Uh, so what do you see from them with them coming in? Oh, they're more than solid. They've been good. You know, Coach Dillette, he's been there for a while. I, I know their recruiting coordinator, uh, a hitting coach, he's been there for a while. I've known him for a long time. He does a wonderful job. They're well coached on the pitching side of things. Uh, they've had a good program for a while. Uh, they were knocking on the door just like us last year in the semifinals of the conference tournament and, and felt like they probably should have done a little bit more like we did at the end to keep playing. Um they're going to be very, very good offensively. They're very experienced and old and talented from a lineup perspective, and then they've got enough on the mound that'll that'll make you sweat. So they're um, they're a complete, they're a real college baseball team. With their ranking at 15th in the country, I ought to tell you, but the people that wear their uniform too ought to tell you that they're they're talented. They're well coached. They go hard, uh, and they'll we'll have our hands full this weekend. But certainly, that's why we made the transition from the conference we were in previously to the A-Sun was to play these types of weekends, to play these types of programs, to play these types of programs for the first time, to be able to bring them here to Richmond for our fans to be able to watch them for the first time and for us to go out and compete and for us, as the entire athletic department says, for us to expect to win. Um, and so we're excited about the challenge and the opportunity that is in front of us for the weekend. Let's talk about some of your guys. Uh, we'll, we'll have Will King on the same show as well. Um, he's, uh, 19 games, which is less than a lot of the guys, uh, there, but he's tied for the team lead in home runs. Uh, he's starting to march up there a little bit with the RBIs and things as well. Of course, great batting average. And Will is one of those guys. He came into the season with, um, preseason expectations or preseason recognition, I should say. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing to watch this when he gets on the field, the things that he does, whether it's just designated hitter or, or behind the plate. Uh, how pleased are you with him so far this season? It's it's very difficult to find fault or have complained about anything that Will does at any time while he's in our program. He's a wonderful student. He's a wonderful representative of the athletic department. Uh, he plays hard. He works hard. He lives his life right off the field. And so I, I, I couldn't be more pleased with the entirety of his time with us here and certainly pleased with how he's performed when he's been in there this spring. You know, Will had an injury against UNC Asheville. That's the second weekend of the year. Uh, for us playing this spring and you know he's probably caught you know five or six games I'd have to look at it to see how many games he's actually caught um, and he's been able to come back and be able to DH after spending some time on the shelf with the injury um, but he's just you know he hasn't been able to be his, his full self the entire season because of the injury and you still see like what you just read off he he's performed and so you know, Will is uh, – he's made of the right stuff, and he's a great ambassador for our program, and he's a hell of a player. And I'm certainly glad he's on our team this weekend and not on the other one. Um, it's been it's been great to see him play well offensively, and he caught the other night at Tennessee, and we got him out of there about halfway through just to protect him a little bit for the weekend. And he seemed to have no ill effects over the last couple of days, so I'm hopeful we'll see what tomorrow brings because we live our life one day at a time in this program. Um, well, once tomorrow shows up, I'm hopeful he feels good enough. We'll put him behind the plate. That'd be that'd be fun to see. Uh, Charlie's Charles Ludwig. Uh, we had him on the show earlier this season. Fun interview. Had a great time chatting with him. Uh, he's kind of leading the way for you as far as power in a lot of ways. 
Um, he's leading the team in RBIs with 23. A couple guys are pretty close to him. Um, but he's he seems to be holding his own starting uh, 32 games, uh, the most of anybody else on, on the roster. Uh, so, Charles, what's he bringing as far as a veteran to your team this year? Yes, yeah, so Charlie's a fifth-year senior. He's a, a COVID senior, I guess is the best way to say it. And he's been here the entire time. And, you know, Charlie was one of those guys that going into the season, not by us as a coaching staff or a program, but maybe outside of our program could be overlooked because maybe there was some maybe boring or vanilla to the consistency of mm-hmm. what he's done while he's been here. Um, you could pretty much stamp a 280 to 300 hitter with 10 to 12 home runs. Uh, you could pretty much stamp that on his forehead for three years previous to this one. And so, Number one, I'm not surprised he finds himself where we are, where he is, and where we are at the middle of the season. But also, you got to give him credit because it didn't start well for him, and, and and so what he's been able to do is he's just kind of he stayed the course, and I think that's true for most of and and for the ones it's not true for, it will be true for as we continue to move forward. Is he stayed the course and kind of came back to himself a little bit after a rough start to the season? Where you look at him, he's hitting 280 and. You know, if you kind of prorate his stats over the rest of the season, you know, he ended up with about 12 home runs and about 60 RBI, which there's always a lot of value to that, especially for a guy that gets pitched like he does in the middle of the order, hitting fourth for us pretty much every day. So he's been very consistent. He's been a good leader for our program, both in, you know, kind of in his words and his deeds. Um, and he's another one, you know, he he's already graduated. He's going to finish with his master's here at some point. That it's uh it's been a pleasure to coach him, and I expect him to to finish his career the correct way as we move forward towards the end of the season. Has there been an offensive player that has made amazing strides, like to the point where you're saying I mean, we expect him to take a step forward, but he's he's kind of overdone what even we thought he would do? No, I don't think there's anybody that's done that. You know, I, I think we've had high expectations uh, for any for for all of our guys. And I think there's been a couple of guys that have struggled at times that have been able to get through that, you know, which is I think there's more value to that than maybe right. the gun, maybe the player or the student athlete that surprises you with how well, you know, they're playing. You know, we pretty much if we put them in there, we expect them to play well. Yeah. Uh, but we know how hard it is. Um, trust me, I, I worked for a coach before I got here that used to remind the players all the time that, that we're aware of how difficult and how hard baseball is um and was and then i you know it, with the gray hair and, and all that stuff you know it looks like it's been you know, 50 years since i played sometimes but it hasn't been that long i remember how hard it was when i played and so the guys that that embrace that and kind of come out of the other side of of some difficulty and some tough times and and the hard part of it when they're able to get to the other side of that and kind of be themselves and, and have the success that they're capable of they get a lot of respect from us from our from our coaches yeah, it's funny at, at your level, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm coaching high school basketball, but at your level, there isn't a whole lot of surprise typically because you guys recruit these guys, you know what they're capable of. And, uh, and if you get a big surprise, you know, that's usually negative <laughs> more so. Than sure. So that's good to see. Uh, talk about your pitching staff a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, Brock Blanton has done well in a relief role and uh, picked up saves for you as well. Of course, you, you lost a big piece. Uh, of that back in last year with graduation. But, uh, you know, you got other guys. Reese, is, he's started the most games for you. Um, and other guys, you got young guys pitching. A lot of young guys pitching for you this year as well. So 
uh, with the pitching staff. You, you know, we talked a little bit already about the maybe not as consistent as you'd love, but but they come out and show out in certain days as well. Uh, so what pleases you, I guess, about your pitching staff? It's the same thing. I think the, if you looked at each phase of the game, right, that's offense, defense, and pitching, I think you can speak to each of those phases in the same fashion is it hasn't gone collectively over the course of the season as well as we expected or hoped, but also in the last two to three weeks you can see you know, things that you expected or things that started as things start to look familiar as far as what we believe these guys are capable of, especially if you look at, you know, how we pitched down at Jacksonville last weekend, we played two extra inning games, lost two one run, one run games and won another in 14 innings that our pitching really kept us in it. Jacksonville was very good on the mound, very talented offensively. And we kind of matched them pitch for pitch on the road in a, you know, a tough environment, not necessarily because of the crowd or the conditions, but because you're on the road playing a really good conference team. And so, you know, we have high expectations for our pitching staff to continue to prove it, improve as the season moves on. And we have talented guys. Brock Blanton is, he's been wonderful. He's been, he's been outstanding at kind of at the back end, kind of assumed the role of, of finishing games for us and has worked his, you know what, off to improve, whether it's his arsenal from a fastball slider and changeup perspective uh, his competitive nature, which was kind of always there, uh, but really improved his, you know, whether it's his mental fitness and, and, and attention to detail and approach to what he's trying to do when he's pitching in tough spots at the end of games. And and certainly his work with Coach Brandon Strasser and worked his tail off in the weight room as well, that he's really, he has developed himself, I feel like, into a, a very, very good college pitcher. Um, and there's a bunch of other guys that have done that or are in the process of doing that. Quentin Hall is a returner that's he he is he has improved improved quite a bit. Bryce Travis is a returner that has improved quite a bit, and then you know there's some guys, yeah, some younger guys, whether it's a Chase Alderman or a Gavin Faulkner or Nathan Lawson, uh, some some newer guys as far as not being returners from last year that have have started to come on like Joe Clancy and and Luke Reed. That there there's ability in that pitching staff. There is, and the, and these guys haven't quit either when it's gotten tough on them. And so we expect, like I said, we expect to, to pitch well, whether it's this weekend or, or next week when we play five games. You know, we feel like we have, from a depth perspective, enough to be very competitive because we've got enough guys back from last year that, you know, the proof is in the pudding. They, they have – they've earned stripes in this program and have pitched well um, for an entire season. And so for those guys that have done that and shown us that what they're capable of, again, it's just a matter of time before they kind of come back to themselves and, and start to pitch like they're capable of. And so if you really feel like that's the case, which means that, you know, as the head coach or as a group of coaches, if you feel like that's the case and you say it out loud that you believe it and you trust the players that are in the program, then all you do is you just keep putting your head down and you just keep going. You know, you keep coaching them, you keep preparing them, you keep asking them to do the right things, even though they've given us plenty of evidence that they are doing the right things. And eventually – They'll start to play well, which is how they're capable of playing. And then you, what you hope is, you know, you catch fire at the end. You play your best at the end. And so all of that, the opportunity for us to play well consistently, to play like we're capable of consistently, and then to still be on this like this mission that we talk about of playing our best at the end of the season. Uh, every one of those things, if you if you called it a goal, that goal is still in front of us. And so that's what's kind of exciting about this group with them having not quit, even though we've experienced some tough times, is we're still – you can still see them working towards that, which means we're going to get back to ourselves. We're going to start playing well. 
We're going to be the program that we all know what we're capable of and expect to be. It's going to happen at some point. It's not if, it's when. And you just hope there's enough time on the clock of this season. Uh, you hope we have, there's enough time left for it to happen, for us to be able to do what we've all set out here to do. And that's our expectation. It 100% is. Yeah, and I can tell. I mean, I know just the sense around the program is still very positive. Uh, just building still off of last year and everything like that as well. Um, do you find it hard as a coach? Um, with yes, the- I do find it hard as a coach. Thank you for asking. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, with the transfer portal, when you go through this adversity, does it make it that much harder? Because you got it sounds like your players are all locked in, still ready to go. I mean, we're only halfway through the season. Um, but it seems like in, in all the sports, and it's 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 leaking into high school sports too, but where kids like as soon as adversity comes, it's like, well, where else can I go to not face adversity versus trying to fight through the adversity? So has the transfer portal affected coaching in that way at all? I think if you polled, you know, a hundred college coaches, whether it's baseball, basketball, or football, or whatever it is, whatever sport, soccer, women's soccer, men's soccer, men's basketball, women's basketball, all of it, softball, if you talk to Jane about it, if the coach did not mentioned that the transfer portal was something that was a part of, I guess, the daily conversation when it comes to building a program, I think they'd be being less than honest with you. I do. Um, Here's the way we look at it from a transfer portal perspective. You've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again because it's important to be uh, direct, honest, and and we, we don't do hypocritical around here, is when I got hired from the University of South Alabama to come here to Eastern Kentucky, if they'd have told me when I stepped on campus that I had to sit out a year from, from coaching to serve a year in residence to start my career here, I'd have been upset about it. I wouldn't. I would not have liked that. So if I feel that way, I think it would be disingenuous at best and hypocritical at worst if I felt like a player, a student athlete, could put themselves in a better position to maximize what their four or five years of college athletics looks like by transferring and having to pay a penalty of sitting out at least the first time. If, if I felt like they had to pay some kind of due that I didn't uh, because I wouldn't like it, um, I, that didn't seem right to me. So that's number one, thoughts on the transfer portal. Um, number two, you know, here, here's what you do, I think, as a coach. I, and I don't know anything about coaching other than what I learn every single day um, and try to do the best I can every single day, is the people that are in your program, you're honest with them, you treat them fairly, you treat them right. You try to give them the opportunity to put themselves and you try to help them put themselves in the best position for them to have the opportunity to be successful. When it doesn't go the correct way, you have to be honest and direct on why you feel like that has happened. And certainly when it does go the way we all want it to do, you're the first in line to celebrate with them when that happens. After that, they either want to be here or they don't. You know, And we're trying to create an environment that guys want to be a part of. Certainly yeah. the most the, the the best experience that a student athlete can have in our baseball program involves like three things, right? Number one, hopefully the program is the most important thing to them. And so that involves us having success as a baseball team. So winning games is more fun than losing is what I'm saying. Number two, um, it involves them playing because that's what they came here to do is play. They want to get on the field. Um, and then obviously number three, it's they want to play well. They yeah. want to have success. You know, it's it's more fun to go out and play and play well than it is to go out there and, and have it handed to you, which can happen to you in baseball. 
And so when you're logical about that and you know that's a you're mindful that that's part of the process, um, then I think, you know, it, like I said, it kind of is what it is. You know, guys will look for opportunities to be able to try to better themselves. In our program, Vince, we talk about it. You know, if it, if you're looking out in our program, if you're looking out for your own best interest and, and you're trying to do what you can to put yourself in a position to get all the things that you hoped and dreamed, this baseball experience, this experience as a student, uh, whatever it is that your life, in your life, that you're trying to, to make happen, your hopes and dreams, right? If you're looking out for your own best interest to try to make sure that those things happen, that doesn't make you selfish because who the hell's going to do it for you better than you, you know? You know, so for us, that's the conversation. That doesn't make you selfish. What we try to prevent and have a constant conversation about is now in your actions to be able to make those things happen or help make those things happen. If in those actions, it prevents or makes it more difficult or less likely for one of your teammates to do the same thing for themselves, then you're being selfish and that's not good enough. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not good enough to wear our uniform. And so I think when you have open and honest conversations like that, um, then the rest of it kind of becomes less difficult because it never becomes easy. Uh, but certainly it's easier for a player to come in here and have a conversation about what's going on with them, their development, and all of those things. Because at the end of the day, you get five years to play four in college athletics, unless there's an injury, which we never wish on anybody. And I, I try to be as the head coach, and I know the rest of our coaches do the same thing, is we try to be mindful of making that be the best it can be for every single one of those guys. Um, but unfortunately, we've got a 40-man roster, and there's nine spots, right? You know, yeah. And we've got 20 pitchers, 20 of our 40 are pitchers. And last time I checked, there's one mound out there. And so we try to do everything we can to make the best decision for the individual and the program. As a coach, you have to do that when the opportunity presents itself. If there's a decision that you can make that benefits both and you don't choose that, then I think you're you're being foolish as a coach. Right. But ultimately, when you can't do that, the program comes first. And that puts guys in a position where sometimes they feel like they've got to do something different, which is never fun. Sure. It's not. But I, I tried, you know, after doing this for a while and then doing it here for a couple of years, and we've had our fair share of guys enter the transfer portal, mm -hmm. is what I've tried not to do is take it personal. Hmm. Is, is you try to just be mindful of the fact that, you know, it's unfortunate that maybe somebody would feel like that wouldn't their their best interests aren't aligned with what's happening for them here. But yeah. just, to, it, it, you know, you can't it's not personal, except for it's personal to them. Um, yeah. And so if you can look yourself in the mirror and know that you're treating people fairly, you're honest with them. And that as a coaching staff and as the head coach, every decision that you make is truly with the best interest of the person and the program at heart, then I'm not sure what else we can do. I, you make no guarantees or promises of getting them all right. Cause I, sure. I can't, you know, I have, I've picked the wrong dinner item, you know, three times a week, you know what I'm saying? So, and that doesn't even matter. Um, right. <laughs> and so there'll be tough decisions that you get wrong, but when you're truly trying to get it right, yeah. you're doing the best you can. And then, like I said, the guys that want to be here, they'll be here. And, and the guys that need to go somewhere else, um, nobody's throwing a chair at them when they're walking out the door, you know, it's just, it's part of the landscape now and you either figure it out or, you know, 
I'll be calling you to be your assistant coach on the high school basketball team. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're always welcome, Coach. Um, <laughs> hey, it's going to be a fun weekend. Florida Gulf Coast in town Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Encourage folks to come out. Earl Combs Day on Friday, Jackie Robinson Day on Saturday, and Coffee and Donuts on Sunday. So it should be a great time uh, this weekend. And, Coach, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be I'll be uh, there with my at least one of my kids uh, Friday night for sure at the game as well. So, hey, good luck to the rest of the way, and we'll we'll chat with you before the season's done. That's good. Yeah, I tell you every time, thank you so much for having us on here to talk about the program. And I would certainly love for someone, it doesn't have to be me, but have someone from, from here all, all the time. You know, we got a bunch of good guys that uh, you'll, you know, like you'll enjoy talking with Will. You know, you may not enjoy looking at him. He's not the most <laughs> handsome fella, but he's a good guy, and he plays real hard, Vince. I'm just telling you. Sure. <laughs> With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's M-Y-I-P-M dot com. Welcome back in to the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. And uh, again, a big thank you to Chris Prothrow. He's always uh, so kind to give us of his time and uh, and always has kind words to say as well. We appreciate that very much. Uh, up next is the interview with catcher uh, Will King. Of course, we talked about him with, uh, with Coach Prothrow as well. Uh, I think you're really going to like this interview. Uh, I had a great time chatting with Will and uh, and had him on the show last year as well. And uh, just a, a real fun guy to talk to. So let's get you the interview with Will King. Joining the show now is EKU catcher and designated hitter, uh, Will King, uh, back on the program. He was with us last year as well. Will, thanks for being on, man. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Uh, let's talk about the year. I mean, you got injured early this season um, and been able to come back and DH uh, for a little bit now and doing a phenomenal job of it, by the way. Uh, and then back in the saddle against Tennessee uh, for, for a few innings and hopefully this weekend as well. Uh, how are you feeling? Let's start with that. I mean, I'm working hard every day to get back to myself. It's a, you know, hurting my shoulder is tough, but. I've been working every day, rehabbing it, icing, heat, and starting to feel like myself again. When you uh, started swinging the bat, uh, like I said, you kind of just picked right up. I mean, it didn't look like you missed any time at all. You're already tied for home runs, being that you've only played 19 games uh, compared to Charlie's 32. I, hopefully, you give him a hard time about that. But, um, uh, you know, the power is there. The slugging percentage is there. The RBIs are building. Um, so I, I'm guessing swinging the bat feels fine. Yeah, it feels pretty good. There's a little pain, but sticking to my approach, not changing much, trying to be a little shorter to the ball as I do feel a little weak, but everything feels pretty good. Uh, no pain, no gain, they say. So, so I, guess, exactly. I guess that's good. Um, <laughs> uh, how excited are you to start getting behind the plate again? I'm pumped up. That's what I signed up to do. Yeah. <laughs> I can't so, wait to get back there. 
we, you know, we talked about this a little bit last year with some of the technique and some different things or whatnot, but um, you, know, you say that that's what I signed up to do. Most people nowadays uh, tend to think I, I'm just, I'm there to hit, hit dingers. You know, <laughs> that's, that's the common thing. Uh, do you really love fielding as much as hitting more than hitting? How, how does it, how does it fall in? I'd say they're pretty close. I mean, yeah. I personally think hitting is the most fun thing on the planet. Sure. But there's something about being behind the plate, controlling the game, you know, working with the pitchers, working with everyone on the field. It's just, it feels special every time you're back there and you're mm -hmm. always locked in. Whereas, of course, DHing, I'm never going to complain about, but I feel like you, if you're not locked in every single pitch as a catcher, then you're not going to get what you want. Whereas maybe if you're on the bench DHing, you can, you know, take a pitch off, let's say, and kind of sit back and you'll be all right by your next at bat. You can't do that with catching. Hmm. Uh, your pitch or you're catching now a lot of young guys. Well, I mean, they haven't done a whole lot of catching that this year in games, at least. Um, what are you seeing from the young guys? I know uh, what Chase and Nate, um, and I'm missing somebody else, but um, uh What's the future look like for EKU pitching with these young guys? I think it looks extremely bright. I mean, as you said, we have Chase Nate, and then we have Faulkner and Smothers, yeah. who are also really impressive arms. And they come to the facility like me every day, and they put in the work, they put in the time. And I mean, success is showing with them now, and I, I only can see success for them in the future. Yeah. Uh, you had some preseason recognition, uh, watch lists and awards and different things like that. Uh, a lot of people try to play it off and whatever, but it, it I hope it's exciting to you to be getting that recognition. And what does that mean to, because uh, it's not just recognition from your coach or from your teammates. It's 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 some really big recognition. How does that feel? And how, how did that, I, I don't know if motivates the right word, but motivates you going into this year? It definitely gives me a sense of motivation. I think it gives myself a standard to where I need to perform, at least for myself. But it's always nice to see that hard work is paying off. And I try not to look into it too much. But, you know, my parents, my family, they they love it. They love to brag about me sometimes. But I kind of just try and play my game every day. Yeah. And I, like I said, you know, it's funny we've we've gone different rounds in in society of of how we're supposed to treat recognition of ourselves and things like that. But it when you I talk about a, a division one athlete, especially uh, the amount of time, effort, not just you, your parents um, and others put in, your coaches all along the way, and things like that. Those kind of those kind of recognitions say a ton about you, but it also does speak to those who have invested into you as well along the way. And I know that those people, both your family and I'm sure past coaches and current coaches take great pride in the fact that, uh, that you're as good as you are and that you're progressing, continuing to progress and not just, uh, plateauing, I guess, at this point, uh, in your, in your career. Um, have you begin hearing things about from scouts, things like that, that, um, that, that they like, or that they want to see improved on as you begin to plan for your future? Uh, I have. Yeah. Uh, I see at some games there's a there's always usually a couple scouts recording my BP, my throwdowns in between innings, and I also I kind of see that as a way to get better. I mean, 
I see them. I know my the eyes are on me. And they have an expectation of me, as I do for myself, and the, my coaches have an expectation of me. So I kind of use all of it to, I guess, try and better my game every day. Yeah. Um, have you had a chance that or was it any help at all to hear from Will uh, last year, your teammate who gets drafted um, and, and is in a system now and things like that? Does 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 that help you at all? Has he been able to help you at all or does being a different position? Does it even matter? No, I think I think being so close with Will helps me tremendously as you know, he's been down that road. He's played college for five years, I think it was. And last year he had the honor to get drafted by the Yankees so you know I talk with him almost every day about you know what his work ethic is like in pro ball now and the people he's around and you know he loves it he loves the game and he knows that I love the game and I know I love the game so I can only gain positive things from talking to him about his college and pro ball route yeah, and we can't hold it against him. He can't help who drafts him, so we can't hold that against him uh, either. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, what's your walk-up song this year? This year, I have two walk-up songs. It's a New York, New York remix. So it's a little bit of the Frank Sinatra version, a little bit of the Jay-Z. And then my second one is Lowdown by Lil Baby. Okay. See, I know I know zero little baby songs. I know a lot of people like them. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm sure it's I'm sure it's hopping. Which one are you playing tomorrow? Friday's game. I think tomorrow is going to be New York, New York. Okay, I'm gonna I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, well, this episode actually comes out tomorrow, but I'll be there Friday. Uh, Friday night, me and one of my kids will be there. So we'll we'll be listening for that one for sure. Uh, are you behind the plate Friday or are you DH Friday? Do you know yet? I mean, I'm, I hope I'm behind the plate. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I know talking with Coach Pro on Tuesday and talking with Maria, our trainer, it's it's a lot jumping into two, three games a week coming back from this injury. Sure. But I'm feeling good. It's just we don't want to rush things and, I guess, risk the future a little bit. Sure. So I'd love to catch. I feel good to catch. And if my name's in the lineup and there's a two next to it, I'll be behind the plate. Yeah. Yeah. I know I would just talk to him and I, I know he said at some point this weekend, I, I think that you'll be back there. So, um, but uh, either way, we're always excited, excited to be there. Uh, what, uh, which pitcher this year that, uh, that you've seen on your team has, well, uh, let's, I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this without trying to single too many people out. Um, so, so that way your teammates don't get mad at you. Um, who's, who's bringing the heat, I guess, this year, would you say the most? Bringing the heat, literally, I'd have to say sure. Chase Alderman. Okay, he's leading the team in innings, by the way, um, just barely, but but leading the team in innings. Um, and he's a fun kid to watch. I was at, at one of the games he pitched at, and uh, it was fun fun to see him. And it's it's neat. I'm telling you, it's just neat to see young guys succeed and uh, come out and play. Of course, you you played at a very young age uh, as you came into college too, and it's it's fun to see that. What do you guys have to do this weekend? You're playing the number 15 team in the nation, Florida Gulf Coast. Of course, they're also an A-Sun opponent, but you haven't seen them before. You haven't faced them before. Um, so, I mean, Coach Pro talked about, hey, you guys are starting to find your stride. Uh, things have gotten better. Things are getting better. Um, but, I mean, this is a 
this is an uphill battle this weekend. So uh, what's the expectation? Not the expectation. The expectation is to win. Um, what are you seeing from this this team that's coming in? Like you said, the expectation is always to win. And we're not blind to the opponent that's coming in. We know their national ranking and their ace on ranking. But I think, and Coach Pro probably told you this, if we play well, we could beat anyone. Yeah. And if we think that we can play well, we don't care who's stepping on the field, whether it's FGCU, Kentucky, Louisville, Liberty. If we're locked in every pitch and we play our game, we could beat anyone. How much of that is just pure belief? Like that you actually have to believe that you guys are capable. I think it, a lot of it's belief. You have to believe that you can beat anyone that steps on the field and, you know, trust all the work you've been putting in and, you know, putting the right food in your body, lifting the right way. We've been preparing to play these types of opponents. And I think we can only look at it as something that's exciting. Yeah. You've had a ton of close games as of late. Even at North Florida, they were high-scoring games. Uh, but uh, they, were, they were close. You had Jacksonville was one-run games, all three of them. Um, and then you go down to Tennessee and play down there and now back home for, for Florida Gulf Coast. So it, it does. It feels like and, – and I know Coach talked a lot about this, but it feels like you guys are right there on the edge getting ready to make that next step forward. And, um, you know, eight and seven at home, which is still a winning record, which is positive. And I asked Coach about the road record, and uh, you guys have struggled this year on the road. Um, is there anything on on your end, the player end of it, that you would say that has been, I guess, I don't know, the reason, but a reason for the road struggles this year? I don't think there's a specific reason why we might be struggling on the road, but, you know, you are going to someone else's place, their environment, they know how to play their field, their fans. There's a ton of factors that play into, I guess, games on the road. But I don't think you can single out a single factor that affect us more than another. Yeah, and you guys have played some of your toughest competition on the road too, uh, mm -hmm. the, the bigger schools and things like that too. So, um, listen, we're excited about what's ahead. Uh, we're excited about what's going to happen this weekend with Florida Gulf Coast and and what the rest of the season holds. We're about halfway through the season, so it's uh, it's now you know it's I guess it's now or never to some degree as you guys seek to get uh, playing at your peak coming into the end of the season and things like that as well. And, Will, it's been fun to see your success. And and even though it hasn't gone the way you wanted it to go probably to this point in the season, um, we're excited for you and uh, and the progress that you're making and, and looking forward to seeing you back behind the plate regularly as well. Um, man, thanks for coming on. I always appreciate the time that you guys give us. And uh, good luck. We'll see, you, we'll see you Friday. And uh, good luck the rest of the season. Yeah, sir. Thank you so much for having me. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Mad Mushroom Pizza. Uh, big thank you to Will and to Coach Prothrow for coming on today, KB. Thanks for helping us get that all set up as well. Hope you enjoyed that episode. I know I sure enjoyed 
uh, recording it and uh, looking forward to what is ahead. Uh, will EKU make that step forward for the rest of this baseball season? Uh, will they find it, uh, find that gear they need to get into? I believe they will. And I'm looking forward to cheering them on as they do so. And I hope you are as well. I want to let you all know about other shows here in the Sports Stove podcast world. Uh, we have two live shows. I do one on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. It is the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show. If you play fantasy baseball, um, we get guests on and talk through ads, drops uh, each week, and as well as other uh, Major League Baseball news. So if you like baseball or you play fantasy baseball, I'd encourage you to tune into that live Sunday nights, 8 p.m. on the Sports Stove YouTube uh, or you can also catch the audio version uh, right here where you get this podcast as well. It's in the same feed. Then on Wednesday night, we go live at 8 o'clock p.m. My dad joins me. We just talk general sports. Uh, we're right now working on the NFL draft. And uh, so I would encourage you to tune into that live Wednesday night again on the Sports Stove YouTube page. Or you can always catch the audio right here where you're getting this podcast as well. And the plan is to continue dropping these local hours Friday mornings here throughout the rest of this uh, baseball season and uh, continue to give you baseball coverage and we'll have some other guests on as well if you've missed past episodes uh, my goodness well football season we had a ton of football guys on basketball uh, we've had several of the basketball players and coaches on as well and right now the main focus is baseball uh, although we talked some beach volleyball a couple weeks ago so if you missed episodes go back and listen uh, if you like this episode please share it with someone you know and uh, follow us on social media, and that's Twitter and Instagram, at Sports Stove, on both of those platforms. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. Thank you to our sponsors, uh, Mad Mushroom Pizza, IPM Pest and Termite, and All Around Roofing. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove. <laughs>